0: Welcome back to Defeat the Darkness. This is Vivian L. Miller. I have today with me somebody you've gotten used to if you've been listening to these podcasts. Um, I have CJ Jones, I call her Cheryl. And we're just gonna talk about something we started to touch on last podcast and the Holy Spirit said this is something that needs to be addressed. So we're gonna talk about the parables of the sower, so is the word. For those of you who are not familiar with that parable, it's in three gospels, it's in Matthew 13, Mark 4, and Luke 8. And we're going to do some compare and contrast because there are some real revelation nuggets that come up in these three Gospels, depending on which version you, you're you reading. Welcome back, Cheryl. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing really well. I've gone through the so or so's the word in those three versions a couple of times throughout this week, even though I'm familiar with it, because there's always things that you can pick up in re- revelation knowledge that you thought you knew and then all of a sudden you see something else. And so I have some some things that are marked up now that weren't marked up before. So um, just for those of you who may not be familiar with the so or so's the word, there were things in the gospels that were repeated, maybe one time, maybe two times, maybe all three, all four gospels had the same story, but because they were written by different men by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, they were they were framed differently wording-wise and where Luke was a doctor and Matthew was a tax collector they have different they have different perceptions of what Jesus said so they sometimes it looks like it's a repeat until you look at it closely and you realize yes it repeats the main thing of it but not all of it Um, and not the same way so I'm going to quickly just touch on a couple things in Matthew 13 and in Luke 8 and then we're going to talk about Mark 4 because Mark 4 is where Mark really gets into the nitty-gritty of the so-or-so word. So, so in Matthew 13 starting at verse um I'm going to start at verse 9 who uh, no verse 10 and the disciples came and said to him why speak you in- to them in parables he said I said to he answered and said unto them because it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven but to them it is not given verse 12 for whosoever has to him shall be given and he that shall have and he shall have more abundance but whosoever has not from him shall be taken away even that what he has now when I first read that the very first time I thought that's confusing if you have, you have you have an abundance. If you don't have, your, even what you have is going to be taken away. That didn't make any sense to me. Because how can you custom be taken away that you have just because you don't have it? It didn't make sense. Right. But this will become more clear. So let's go over to Luke 8.18 and read the way Luke says the same thing that was said in, in Matthew 13, verse 12. In Luke 18, I want to back up to Luke 8, 17 and 18, I'm going to read 17, 8. For there is nothing secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. Take heed, therefore, how you hear, for whosoever has to him shall be given, and whosoever has not from him shall be taken even that which he seems to have. Now there's a little tiny number by the word Seems and when you look at that little tiny number it says that um and you read it that way it says from him shall be taken even that which he thinks he has sometimes you think you have you have it down pat you you learn something and you think okay i got this i got this down pat i know what i'm doing right and then you realize wait a minute (laughs) maybe you get older maybe something happens and you realize wait a minute this isn't quite what I thought it was there's more to it Mm -hmm. that's the way the Word of God is and too many Christians from my experience anyway too many Christians are very cursory they read the Bible like they're reading a life magazine or you know uh, Cosmo they're not reading it really paying attention to each word because Jesus never wasted words God is not a wasteful God and Jesus is his his only first begotten son and he does not waste words either. So, um, it's important to pay attention. If we think we have something and we don't really have it, it can be taken from us, especially in the spirit realm. You know, a friend comes to you and says, "Um, be be careful with this person because, you know, my experiences, they're not what they appear to be. Just be careful. Oh no, I got it, I got it, I got it. And I ignore what that person said to me without going to the Lord and praying about it. And then I get hurt. Right. Or then I get disappointed. That person wasn't trying to create a problem, that person was trying to keep me from going off a cliff.
1: Right, exactly.
0: And I have, I can't count the number of times that I've wanted to say somebody, Cliff! <laughs> but I know they won't hear me
1: Yeah,
0: and I have to watch them go over the cliff. Sometimes I am actually given the, the, the opportunity to say something and I, the Lord says, go ahead and tell them. And I do. And I've had it. If I do it, when the Lord tells me and only when he tells me they don't get mad at me, they actually receive it. But if I try to help them in the flesh without letting the Lord lead as to the timing and the wording, I end up losing the friendship and I, I can't count the number of times that's happened to me in verse 19 Matthew 13 19 it says when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not that's important if you if you hear the word of the kingdom but you don't understand what you, spiritually what you what you what you heard then comes the wicked one and catches away that what was sown in his heart this is he that receives the seed by the wayside so if you're not really understanding from a spiritual perspective you're not getting revelation on what you heard whether it be in church or somebody preaching or whatever satan can come get it right away he needs you to lose what you got immediately right now the question is why do you know why cheryl you have any
1: thoughts on that Well, my thinking is it, because if we get it, you know, we will. You know, that's a revelation to us, but we'll begin to implement it in our lives.
0: Correct. Correct. I would have said it slightly different. What I would, but it's the same principle. Mm-hmm. It is, words are seeds. Right. Which is easier to, to dig up? The apple seed you sow, you put in the ground yesterday, and decided you didn't want the tree where you put it, so you up the seed or to wait until the tree is grown and then try to dig it up
1: all right yeah taking up the seed is a
0: lot easier a lot easier and so that's what that's what satan depends on is using the five things that mark mark is the only one that, that talks about all five things that satan uses the bad news is that the enemy has five things the good news is he's not the creator and he only has those same five things Okay. When we were kids, if, if you knew the, 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 the mischievous boy on the block who always played pranks on somebody, mm-hmm. and he was one of those that put dog dew in a paper bag and lit it on fire in somebody's porch and <laughs> rang the doorbell, that bag could look completely innocent until somebody steps on it. Right. Right? Yeah. Or he could have chosen, that same nasty little boy, could have chosen to put that dog do in a nice box and wrap it with a pretty ribbon and put it on, and set it on fire and put it on the... It still contains the same thing. It <laughs> doesn't right. matter. The contents are the same. doesn't matter if the package <laughs> looks nice or not. That's where Satan shows people up because, they, first of all, they, most people don't know about how to really apply what it says in Mark 4. And secondly, because he wraps it up in different packages, it's not always recognizable until, the, until you make the wrong decision or say the wrong thing and it goes the wrong way. And then you realize, wait a minute, that's the same thing that happened to me last year. Right. Oh my God, that's the same thing that happened to me five years ago. I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did this 10 years ago. I mean, how many times <laughs> are going to wait? You know, I hear Christians all the time talk about how stupid Satan is. Well, how stupid are we that we keep falling for the exact same thing every single time
1: exactly yeah
0: and that's what my books are about <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's recognizing that it doesn't matter what it looks like it's still one of those same five things right and it's and satan his whole thing is you have everything that he wanted you have all the power he wanted, you have all the ability to overcome that he wanted, you sit at the right hand of, G, uh, of the Father in, uh, at the throne with Jesus, mm-hmm. he wanted all that. And I've run across people that say, well, if you leave him alone, he'll leave you alone. No, he won't.
1: Right. That is not correct at all.
0: <laughs> because every time he sees you. Mm-hmm. And he can't get to God, but he can get to God through you. Right. So he's going to do everything he can to stop you from being successful because, a, he wants what you have, and b, he is a creature of pride, and his if he knows he can overcome, he will do it because he wants to look like he's like he's usurped God and his people, and he's bigger than he is than God is. Right sounds like a little right. brat, doesn't he? Doesn't he sound like a brat? <laughs> okay, so let's go to Mark 4 because that's where all the, the real detail is in this whole thing. And we're going to take some time to, to really dissect it. This is, okay. this is how you get the most from the word. For those of you who are not familiar with dissecting the word, this is the way you get the most from it. Instead of trying, if you hear, you've hear, you heard about meditation before, we've talked about meditation in the past podcast. I know we've talked about it at least twice. Start with one scripture. Don't get overwhelmed. Start with one scripture and spend at least seven minutes dissecting it, meditating it, and dis, and saying, what is this saying to me? How can I apply it to me? How can I change the situation I'm dealing with in, in my life? to my advantage. How can I overcome in this situation using the scripture? Because as you start to dissect it, it's like diagramming a sentence. I don't think they even make kids do that anymore in English class, but they made me do it. And I thought it was the stupidest thing I ever did when I was a kid. But now as an adult, I realize that dissecting you diagramming that sentence, I have not to brag, but it's just the way I was raised because of that. I have a better handle on the English language than most people I know, and because I do write books, it definitely was a tool I needed so that I used the, the right word in the appropriate space. Well, it's the same thing with this. When you dissect the word, you get learned how to use the Lord, the Holy Spirit will give you revelation of how, to, how it applies to a situation you've been dealing with that's been a real thorn in your side, and all of a sudden you know how to address it so that you win. Because God is all about winning. Yes. So let's start in um, verse chapter, uh, Mark 4, verse 13. And this is Jesus talking. This is all, almost all read in this chapter. And he said unto them, Know you not this parable? How then will you know all parables? So the first thing he's saying is, if you don't get this, you don't get any of it. I don't see too many places where he said that type of, that made that kind of statement. You're right. Know you not this parable? How then will you know all parables? Verse 14, the sower sows the word. Who's the sower? We are. Eggs. Some here a guy you name George that you've never met. You <laughs> right. are, you are the sower. And these are they, which are by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan comes. What's the next word? Immediately. Immediately. How fast is immediately? Immediately. (laughs) Like right (laughs) then. Right. Because it goes back to what we were saying. What's easier to dig up the seed you sowed yesterday for the apple tree or wait till the tree is fully grown? and producing apples and dig it up which is faster which is easier right pulling up the seed is always easier it's always easier so (laughs) and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown but when they have heard satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts why because the heart is the soil
1: oh yeah good stuff
0: and if it does not stay in the soil long enough, if I if I plant, if I tell you, sure, I'm going to plant some carrots. I like carrots. I'm going to plant some carrots. I go out to my backyard and I plant some carrots. And a couple days later, you used to go, so you, did you plant the carrots? Yeah, I planted the carrots. So when do you think they're going to come up? I don't know because I went and checked to make sure that I planted them right. So I dug the seeds up yesterday. <laughs> You're laughing. Why?
1: Well, because, you know, that's... You're digging up when you're digging up your own seed, you know, you, you're not going to you're not going to reap that harvest that you you've planted, you know.
0: Correct. Correct. So Satan comes immediately to take away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word immediately receive it with gladness. Woohoo, praise the Lord. I yes, I see it. I'm yeah, praise the Lord. And then it says, and have no root in themselves. What's he talking about? What root is he talking about? I, I, for a long time, that puzzled me. I was like, okay, what, <clears throat> what's the root? You want to know what the root is? I would love to know. Okay, because this is something that the Lord showed me when I was meditating on this years ago. He showed me what the root was. Go to put your hand and mark for us. So you can find it again quickly, and go to Ephesians three. There. Mhm. Look at verse seventeen. Yeah that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you be rooted and grounded in what? Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm making a mess.
1: Are you Ephesians 3.17? I'm turning my Bible there, but I can't okay. find my glasses, so I
0: may not be able to read it. <laughs> okay so it says that christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that you being rooted and grounded in love remember we talked about love is the bow right okay so go back to mark 4 and verse 17 and have no root in themselves and so endure but for a time afterward when affliction or persecution arises For what? For the word's sake, right? It doesn't arrive because they don't like Cheryl. Doesn't arise because they don't like Vivian. It only arises for the word's sake. He has to pluck the seed out. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Okay. so I looked up in another device here, the word affliction in the Webster's 1828. The state of being afflicted, a state of pain, distress or grief. The cause of continued pain of body or mind as sickness, losses, calamity, adversity, and persecution. Mm -hmm. So those things are not coming just because somebody doesn't like you. He wants to pluck out the word. He wants you to take your eyes off of by his stripes on yield or right. greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Or right. my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And put your eyes on, that person doesn't like me. They're talking bad about me. Right. Well my body hurts. But you don't know what I've been through. The word persecution, which is mentioned in that verse 17, the act or practice of persecuting, the, the infliction of pain, punishment, or death upon others unjustly, particularly for adhering to a religious creed or mode of worship, either by way of penalty for compelling them to renounce their principles. Historians enumerate 10 persecutions suffered by the Christians beginning with that of Nero. It's also the state of being persecuted. So, what are the first two things he uses? Go ahead. I'm asking you. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh,
1: If I could read it, I would tell you.
0: Go get your glasses. I don't know where they are. I've been looking. more for 422 okay so um affliction and persecution are the first few things and it says for the word's sake not because they don't like you immediately they are offended the word offended in the webster says displeased but in the greek the word offended means to be um to be snared Mm mm-hmm if you're offended, you know, the favorite thing these days is to be offended, right? So right. oh, that offends me. Everybody comes up with some reason to be offended. It's not a badge of honor. It's a it's a snare. Right. It's going to cause problems with your spirit. And people have have gotten so fleshly minded that they don't understand it's their spirit that's gonna be is gonna have the problem. They don't even know they have a spirit. I don't think so many of them don't. In the concordance, in Strong's concordance, the word "offended" is um, to put a stumbling block or an impediment, impediment, excuse me, in the way upon which another way another may trip or fall. To entice to sin, to cause a person to begin to distrust and dis- desert one who he ought to trust and obey, to cause to fall away. Why does Saint want you to fall away? Because if you hold on to that word that you got, he can't mm-hmm. defeat you. Right. He needs you to get be offended. So affliction and persecution of first things. And then it says in verse 18, and these are they that are sown among thorns, such so as hear the word and the cares of this world, that's the, thir- the third one, and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of a- other things entering in, choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Now we talked about things entering in by way of our words, right? Right, yes. Okay, so the cares of this world are, you know, in the old days before I knew better, I would say to people, take care, take care, take care. And I have that people say it to me every day, especially when I'm at work because they don't know any better. Right. The word care is so detrimental Mm -hmm. to our, it is so detrimental to our concern, anxiety, solicitude, nothing, some degree of pain in the mind or apprehension of evil. So that's that's the first definition to be anxious or solicitous. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the cares of this world, you know, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to do this? What am I? What's going to happen here? The, you know, we, we're now in the the, the uh, era in the Bible talked about ru- wars and rumors of wars. We're we're more surrounded by it right now. Yes, we are. But that doesn't mean you have to take it. And the deceitfulness of riches. You know what? I'm so good at this. Satan can't touch me. No one can touch me. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just really good at this. This is my this is my thing. I have so much money. I don't have to worry about the price of gas. You know, it doesn't matter. I mean, it wouldn't matter if it's a million dollars a gallon, I can afford it. Because I'm a multi-billionaire. That's deceitful. <laughs> Right. Because those riches are there, those are all temporal and they can disappear real quick. Yes. And that everything I just said was, was exactly what the Spirit of Pride would say, not saying the Lord is my source, saying I don't have to worry about it because you know, I'm so good. And the lust of other things. You know I, I want that position, I want that promotion, I want that, um, I want that new house, I want that new car i i you know i really want that man i know he's married to someone else but i really want him mm-hmm. those are lots of other things all those things entering and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful and what i've learned is satan will present the first one affliction that didn't work okay persecution that didn't work cares of this world nope that didn't work seeful nourishes nope that didn't work Lust of other things no that didn't work. then he starts being like a flip chart like you, you remember when you were a kid And somebody would draw a picture that was animated and all you had to do was flip the pages on the notebook. Right. You see the little dog move and wag his tail. Uh Uh-huh. That's what he does with the with all the five things. If he doesn't get a response, then it starts becoming like that. Like he's flipping it in front of you, all of them at once, until you finally give that word up. But the good news is, if you don't give it up, you win. If you refuse to give in to the offense, if you refuse to allow Mm -hmm. the affliction or persecution to cause you to go into unforgiveness, Mm -hmm. if if you're rooted in love, then you won't let it bother you. be like, well, they don't know what they're doing. I forgive them. I may not want to, but by an act of my will, I forgive them. The cares of this world, deceitful and lust of other things, if they don't enter in, if you don't speak those things that he's trying to do. Mm -hmm. and you continue to walk in love, they can't enter in. If they can't enter in, they can't choke the word. If they can't choke the word, guess what? You get the harvest. That's right. And that situation you were dealing with with your son a few weeks ago, and he was not at peace at that moment and was texting you a lot. Right. Those were the cares cares of this world and the affliction and persecution together, the three of them. And he was not able to let go of it at that moment. Yeah. And finally he was able to take a step back and go, wait a minute. Okay, (laughs) I gotta (laughs) trust God. But see, the thing of it is, is when we give into that, we, we have to train ourselves let the Holy Spirit help us and train ourselves. I've asked the Holy Spirit, if I fall into certain things, I, you have my, because he, he's a gentleman, he won't do it without unless you ask. So I've learned to say, Holy Spirit, if I begin to do this, if I begin to think this, if I begin to speak it out of my mouth, I want you to interrupt me. You have my permission to stop me before I say it. Right. To stop me the moment it comes in my mind and I don't take it, take it captive because I refuse to give into this anymore. And if you ask him to do it, he will do that for you. Mm-hmm. And that it, then it becomes a habit. Then it's no longer a struggle as much as it is, okay, well, you know, this, I've been in this road before and I know what I did last time and it worked last time, so it's going to work this time too. And you just move on. And once you get there, it's so much easier. <laughs> it it's so much easier. Like right. anything else practice makes perfect
1: right I started doing that at um, I don't remember how long ago it was but you know I think it was after we really started talking about you know the words being seeds and and the the spiritual law of, of sowing and reaping which includes words not just right. physical things you know not just you know monetarily right. but it does include words so when I was really starting to understand what that meant and the power of words, I started saying saying that very thing about, you know, asking the Holy Spirit to, you know, stop me before I say something that's going to uproot what I've planted.
0: Right. And going you know? to give life to something you don't want to give life exactly. to. Exactly,
1: exactly. Right ever since then it's been a, a completely different road that I'm on because what I speak now is well let me just say this I'm, I I don't like negativity I don't like to talk negatively I, I that it, it just it uh it grieves my spirit if, if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah it does it makes total sense it feels like cussing to me it does. So anytime I'm around somebody negative, I have to kind of separate myself from that person, or anytime I start to feel like something or I start to say something negative, I get that same grieving in my spirit to where I don't want to say it, and I so it, it stops me from doing it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's changed everything about the way I speak and the the way I think. And when you're not giving into those things and and allowing the the enemy to come in and and plug up your seed, it just, it makes, it's totally different. It is. I I really want to encourage people, you know, anybody listening, you know, I I really want to encourage you to just to start doing that, you know, giving the Holy Spirit permission to stop you from saying things that you don't want to put out there. And, you know, Number one, uprooting your seed. Number two, planting things that you don't really want.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's, it's, it's more important than what people realize that it is. So I, I really want to encourage people to pay attention to what uh, Vivian says in these things. And it's not, she doesn't do it to hear herself speak. I'm, I'm telling you that. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, she I'm does trying it because to save
0: people from <laughs> some of the pitfalls that I've been in and things that have put me back years and sometimes decades because of things that I did. Exactly.
1: Exactly. You've learned from your experiences. And you're in, you've put into practice what God has taught you about all of this stuff and it's working for you.
0: Mm-hmm. In and to think about it
1: in a big way. And God is not a respecter of persons. So if it's gonna work for Vivian, it's gonna work for everyone. It's- it's going to work for, you know, Joe Cool sitting on the corner. It's going to work for anybody, but we all have to do our part. Our part. Yeah, there's something we have to do. We can't just sit here and say, okay, well, why is it, why is it working for
0: me? Well, if you know, and, and the person who says, why isn't it working for me? It is working for them. Right, but not because in it, a... Because if they, they said it doesn't work for them. If it was working for them... When they say it wasn't working for them, it wouldn't be working. It would be broken. Right. So when they say it's working, it's not working for me, yeah, it's working. It's working exactly what you're saying. Exactly. You're getting we, exactly what you say, just like we do.
1: Right. And we've had this conversation before that it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or an atheist or a Buddhist or if you don't believe... If you believe the whole Word of God, if you don't believe any of the Word of God, it doesn't matter what your culture is, we're all subject to the same
0: spiritual laws. And they work the same every time. Exactly. Just like gravity, I can't say, well, today I don't want gravity to work, I wanna float every <laughs> time. Yeah. It's, not gonna work. it's not gonna work that way for me. I can't right. just say, I'm, instead, of, instead of walking around my house today, I just, I just want gravity not to work, you know, right. so I can float. I think it'd be fun. It's not gonna work. It's gonna work. Gravity's gonna continue to work, right? Whether you want it to or not, it's just going to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and and that's that's the thing. It's it, it is spiritual law. And it, the the five things that Satan uses are always the same five things. It may look a little different from last time. But nonetheless, when you, look, when you look at the actual root of what's going on, it's always those five, one of those five things, or all of them at once if he gets desperate. Right.
1: And it's what we've said before. He's methodical. He doesn't do anything new. You
0: and know? he knows each one of us. What, 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 will, what will be your, your trigger to, to, to losing ground mm-hmm. is different than what my trigger would be. And he, he would never use your trigger on me because it wouldn't work. Right. He's gonna use your trigger on you and my trigger on me because he wants to win. That old adage of it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game, not with him. It's all about winning and losing. Right. And we're in a, in a time and a place where if we don't use these spiritual laws to our advantage, it's not gonna go well with us. Right. And, not, and God is not going he's no respecter of persons and he's not going to break his spiritual law because Susie Q didn't want to follow the spiritual laws even though she knew them
1: mm-hmm.
0: they're still going to work for her they're right. going to work in reverse right you can't make an exception for Susie Q because Susie Q was pitiful because if he does that, it goes back to what I told you, the revelation the Lord gave me years ago. If I break one promise to you, then I become a liar. Well, if he breaks one spiritual law because of Susie Q, he becomes a liar. Right. And he's not going to let Satan take over like he's wanted to do all these millennia. It's true. He's not going to. It's not going to happen that way. So, I would encourage you if you haven't done it already to spend time in uh Matthew 13, Luke 4, or Luke 8 and Matthew 4. Let me try this again. Matthew 13, <laughs> Luke 8 and Mark 4. Mark 4 and, and look at the of the word and begin to ask the Lord to show you how Satan has used those tools against you because he, believe me he has. And if you understand how he's done in the past, then you're more you're more um, able to see him do it when he tries it again, because believe me, he will. And I can almost guarantee you, within the next hour after we talk, or in the case of those who are listening, within the next hour after you've listened to this, he's gonna try to come up with one of those five things, or all of them, to steal what you just learned. Because he has to stop it from producing. If it produces, then he risks everyone you know, your whole family, everyone you know, all your neighbors, everyone watching you, he risks them seeing your victory and he can't afford that. So he has to stop it. And believe me, he's going to come. So be ready.
1: Sorry. I apologize. I was
0: going to say, be ready to stop him.
1: well you know i had a i was just gonna say that i i have a pastor who always used to say um as soon as you walk out of church this morning satan's gonna meet you at the front door Mm -hmm. you know and that's what we were talking about earlier you know immediately
0: yeah i've had him i've had him try to meet me before i even get out of the front door of the church right because he'll use somebody who's supposed to know better to do one of those be a tool for one of those five things to cause me to get offended, to cause me to let go of the word before I even get out of the church. Right. I used to, and of course you will use that, well, you know, Helen should know better. She's a Christian. But in my experience, a lot of times they don't even realize they're being used of the enemy. Oh, that's true. And they don't know they've done anything wrong. Right. Because they don't have the revelation or they don't know what the Lord gave you that morning, some some revelation that's going to carry you through to victory, and they come up with, you realize that blah, 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 it's never going to work, right? And they don't even know. They are saying exactly that morning. They don't know they're doing it. Right. And if you read my books, you find out that 99% of the time, it's an evil spirit that's spoken into their into their ear, and they're just repeating what they heard. Exactly. I should say 99.9% of the time. And <laughs> the 1.1% is something they've had in their heart for a while and they just haven't gotten around to saying it to you. Yeah. So, well, I'm going to leave it here so that everybody can start thinking about this and start meditating on it and start putting it into practice because the more you practice this, you know, I was going to say earlier, you were talking about walk. When you started letting the Holy Spirit interrupt you, it became so much easier. It's the difference between using a rowboat and trying to go upstream with the rowboat, and you're the only one in it, versus putting a motor on that boat and going upstream. Right. Make a, Make a lot. Uh, yeah, huge progress with the motor. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I'm. Mean, we're gonna leave it for now. Be blessed, be victorious, and defeat the darkness. Thanks for joining us.